Bam, bam. That's probably what I'm gonna do. You talking about like a one-two, yeah, right, that's left? Probably what I'm yeah, baby. Give him the old bam, bam. Give the old chastain, chastain. You gotta do two of them because you only got one. Yo, stop it. Don't. You talking don't. to me, boy? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the month of May. We have not started the official month of May, but is edging ever closer. IndyCar coming up. Got Monaco coming up in May. Do we not? That's true, right? That's Coke true. 600, yeah. Monaco, May 500. It's coming. Coming down the pipeline. Oh, also the day before all those races, Team Goon Squad at Le Mans for yeah, more three hours. The Coke or the Coca-Cola. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. sim racing world, I just got invited to a uh, Nuremberg 24-hour team, and I don't think I can oh, do it, man. I've always oh, wanted to man. try it, but... I know, oh, yeah, me what? too, but... Yeah, that is this month, too, Nuremberg. Oh, I forgot about Le that one. Yeah. Le Mans, we're, a month, we're about a month away from the 24 hours of Le Mans. We've got NASCAR running in the race. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Ladies and gentlemen, lap 15, man. Lap One 14 was great. We're really happy to have uh, old Josh Green on the podcast. That was a lot of fun. Sorry to report that our friend Antonio is not going to be here for this episode. He's building a real race car again. But I guess if you can have an excuse to miss a racing podcast, it's because you're working on a race car. So, Still alive. Um, good for you. We're cheering for you, man. Um, he did send in a recorded, um, segment of NASCAR. So I'm going to play that for us. If you guys don't mind, then we can discuss because I have haven't heard to it either. Okay. Yeah, we have we to go ahead. Cause I haven't, I, I haven't heard it either. I think it'll be good. All right, guys. Unfortunately, I had to uh, miss the podcast this week, but I figured I'd fill in my uh, NASCAR tidbits like I always do, uh, just because I don't know how much these guys uh, watch the race. I tend to be the uh, NASCAR guy of the bunch. Uh, I love that stuff. You know me. So I'm going to ramble on about it for probably five minutes or so. Hopefully I say five minutes, but it usually turns into more, as you've heard from podcasts uh, in the past, I'm sure. Uh, So anyways, running into this race, man, if you missed it, you missed a good race. I think Kansas always provides some of the best racing out there, man. I really, truly believe that this track is the best multi-groove racing. Uh, now, especially now that Auto Club's going to be gone, I think it's probably one of the only multi-groove tracks that's really you can drive all three lines and be competitive. Um, it, it tends to be more of a top feeder, I feel like. We uh, used to run league races there, and it was a lot of fun. It was always a top feeder track, and then I, that always opened up opportunities for you know slide jobs and crazy passes and great racing. Um, so I, I love this track personally. One my my favorite, I think, mile and a half by far. Uh, so moving on into the race, man, it was a great race. Um, there's lots of drama, uh, crazy stuff going on. So lap three or four or something like that, uh, we had Tyler Rennick and Kyle Larson got into it. Um, nothing bad. I think it was just a simple misjudgment by Tyler Reddick. He came up and pretty much cleared out Larson. Uh, unfortunately, nothing bad. Just sent him for a spin, sent him to the back. I'm sure Larson didn't really appreciate that, but I don't think it was anything malicious by Reddick. I think it was accidental. I didn't get to review anything after the race and see what they said um and moving on uh what else happened in this race i mean the great racing through stage one and two um we also had the incident there with noah gregson 
and Ross Chastain. I guess there was some history between those two. Probably from Talladega, uh, Gregson was pissed off, I guess, because uh, Ross Chastain didn't work with him and stuff like that. And then this race, Chastain actually ended up fencing him, which I thought, in my opinion, was just a regular uh, racing incident. Looking back at it, I didn't think it was anything ridiculous, or he like it didn't look like he just slid him up into the fence. It was kind of I don't know. I think they were three wide at the time. They might have been two, but even if they weren't, I didn't think it was anything bad. Uh, so anyways, after the race, these guys were like, talk, Noah walks up to uh, Redick and he's holding them by the chest and he's like about to start wailing on them. <laughs> and and, uh, and then what's it called? Ross Chastain tells him he, to, he better not do that. And then he throws a punch at him. And there's this guy just ha- holding back Noah and this guy holding back Ross. And by the way, I'm choked about the guy that held back Noah, I thought that was complete and utter BS. They should have let those two guys go ham at it, but they didn't, which was really frustrating. I really think they should have let those two just fight it out. It would have been perfect PR. It would have been perfect. It would have been the drama we needed. It was awesome. Um, But instead, nope, we got a guy grabbed another guy in a haymaker, and that was pretty much it. Uh, So they moved on with their day. Moving towards the end of the race... We had another awesome Denny Hamlin was reeling in Kyle Larson the entire race, which by the way, Larson made it back to first. That in itself is freaking killer. Um, but anyways, then we got Denny running down my boy Larson. Um, and it was good. Larson had a killer runs on the top, man. We hit that arrow cushion perfectly in the top lane. It was crazy. Um, but anyways, moving on. Yeah, Denny runs him down, and eventually they're coming to, like, one to go, going into, I can't remember, out of two or into three. But Denny gets him arrow loose, and it sends uh, Larson up the track a little bit. Larson gets into the wall, comes back down right in front of Denny, gets a little loose. So Denny ends up running into the back of his left side of his uh, his left rear uh, bumper, and that shoots him up into the wall. Denny goes by, takes the freaking W. Larson hangs onto it, although I thought he was going to be done. And, man, it made for an awesome finish. I'm kind of happy for Denny. I know I say that I'm not a huge fan of him, but, you know, been listening to his podcast. He's been on the struggle bus for a while. There had one since, I think they said, the Coke 600 last year. Um, so, you know, not a ridiculous spree of not winning, but definitely good for him. Locked him into the playoffs now, so I'm sure he's super happy about that. Uh, I guess we'll hear about it probably uh, come Monday for his podcast. I'm recording this Sunday night, but anyways... I thought overall, man, the great the race was great. Uh, the only talking points that could potentially come from it that I'm sure I can open it up to discussion for these guys. Uh, you know, they'll add whatever they want to add to it. I know I'm pretty much rambling on for five minutes. So, unfortunately, they're just going to have to roll with it, I guess. But uh, the only major talking points from that, man, was uh, what happened with Noah and Ross there. That was pretty crazy, the Denny and Kyle thing. And then I think just the, the biggest thing there, which was frustrating for me, was just what happened with... Um, Noah and Ross just not letting them fight. Like, come on, man. I wanted like some Jeff Gordon, Clint Boyer in this. Like, man, it would have been awesome. <laughs> like, oh, well, man, that's crazy. I thought it was a great race. I'm happy. I love NASCAR. Hear me out. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, but yeah, I'll pass it back to uh, these boys here. Thank you for letting me uh, ramble on for, we got five minutes and 45 seconds so far. So uh, I'll let it uh, go back to these guys, and hopefully I'll see you guys next podcast. So enjoy the rest of the show. See you guys next week. Good luck to you, Antonio. Thanks for that. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Oh, yeah. No, I've got a strong, strong uh, thoughts on this. I, I feel the same way as Antonio in, in, in that 
they should have let him go a little further. Um, I think Clint Boyer put out on or no, 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 it was Jeffrey Earnhardt put out on Twitter um, that they should go by hockey rules in the pit lane after the race. That let them slug it out until one of them either gases out or goes to the ground. I know Norman would agree with that for sure. Uh, that's 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 funny. I know that's not possible, but <laughs> I mean they do it in hockey. Why not? Um, no. Honestly, I'm going to take a weird side on it, and I probably should let Norman go first because y'all are going to be like, oh, but man, the more I'm looking at it, I, 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 Ross Chastain almost reminds me of an old school racer. He, 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 you know, it's one of those, I, the cars are built to push people around. I mean, am I wrong in saying that? Um, and he does, and he places up high and. He apologizes too much, I think. I don't I don't think he should apologize as much as he does. I think he should just say, hey, it's racing, man. This is NASCAR. Um I, I like the fact that at least he, he threw the punch. He ain't gonna let him push him around, so to speak, you know. He told him about two or three times, better watch it, better not do that, better quit. Um But I do think it's BS that Graxon didn't get a throw his throw some back. I mean, if you're gonna get a punch thrown at you, you should be able to at least give one back. Um, anyways, that's just them trying to keep it safe. Uh, I think NASCAR ought to run with this. I know back in the day when they said, let boys be boys or whatever the case may be, we're going to let them kind of get rough it up. It was a big deal to us. We really enjoyed it. So, um, anyways, I'm, I'm hoping that's the deal. It was a good race though. Uh, I really like Kansas for the fact that there's a lot of lanes being used. Um, you know, you can really fan out. And they get four wide pretty regular there, especially on the restarts. But uh, it was a good race. Before we move any further onto this, um, I want to say on the topic of the fight, the um, you got to be proud of them going in there with their helmets off, and they actually yep. threw a punch. I know, like, we wanted to see more, but in the past 10 years, I don't... Correct me if I'm wrong, if y'all know of any other time, normally it's a helmet on and it's a shoving yeah. match and a wrestling match. Let's, let's get in headlocks and act like we're throwing punches. And y'all know me, old school. That's not, that's not fighting in pit lane. That's not boys being boys. You know, let's... Let's see, you know, in the infield, Daytona 500 on CBS, first televised 500 ever, you know, Bobby Allison and, oh, who was the other guy um, going was, at it? Was it was you you know, the old Daytona? Was it Allison Brothers and Kelly Yarborough? Was that it? Yeah. Yes. You know, first televised NASCAR race ever, and a fight breaks out in the infield after the race. Yeah. <laughs> it's good PR, right? And it wasn't like a... Uh, just, oh, let's just shove each other around. It was three guys yep. going at it. Well, I guess technically it was two on one, which Yolborough didn't have the advantage there, but yeah, still. I, uh, I agree with you on that sentiment saying that it's, they didn't try, they didn't stay in the cars. They waited until both of them got out of the cars. They waited until both of them got their, you know, helmets off. I, I did not like the fact that, I know there's some more footage coming out here and there. There was one following Graxon around, waiting for something to go down. Chase Elliott leaned in and said, somebody's got to do it or something. He was agging him on. And I'm like, no, nope, Chase, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, go I in agree. There, 
you know, do something. Don't don't tell Graxon to go do something, man. I think we've got a bunch of um. I don't I don't know I don't know how to say it. They just they want want to know why the members you know the viewership has went down at NASCAR, and it's because NASCAR was kind of rough and rowdy. There is no more rough and rowdy guys. One of your top guys, kind of a, a not a hothead, but a guy who's known to show his emotions in Chase Elliott is telling a younger guy or another guy that's, you know, somebody's got to do it. Won't you go down there? Won't you, won't you go down there? Why didn't you go down there? I mean, everybody's been into it with Ross or been a teammate with it, with Ross. Appreciate what Noah did, but everybody's kind of agging him on and patting him on the back. It's like, why didn't anybody already do this? Yeah. Well, Chase's dad didn't, and from my memory, didn't back down from telling a driver how he felt. He didn't push drivers to go handle his business. If you got a problem with him, go do it yourself. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. It's a good deal. Glad it, I'm kind of glad it finally happened, but I'm glad that Ross got his punch in, and I don't think Ross should change his driving style. I'll say that. So that might get a lot of ruffled feathers, but I really don't care. I like it. Well, I, I think you look at it, and it's how Antonio was talking about it, how that rate that track races it opens the door for this stuff to happen. And yes, coming out of two, Denny got into Larson. Denny just said it, you know, the normal Denny comment, it's racing, you know, not like Martinsville comment, but it's that's racing. And then they go to Larson and Larson kind of agreed with him. Like he's like, yeah, it, you know. And from my view of seeing that move, Larson did look like he was coming off the wall. Denny looked like he was trying to get up to get the side draft, and they just came together, and it was unfortunate. And I think Larson also, and I could be wrong, I think Larson knew that Denny had him coming out of three no matter what. Yeah. So I think I think Larson was like, hey, I, I still finished second, no harm, no foul. Let's go on about our day. And, you know, they could, behind closed doors, they could have talked about it and solve things or they could not have and it could clear up again this season yeah i don't i don't i see that one as just i hate to be this way but it is kind of a racing incident i mean he either thought he was clear and was going to tug up behind him or he's trying to lean on him and things didn't work out that's what i call a racing incident it wasn't he i don't think he deliberately took him out to win the race i guess is what i'm trying to say no nah. i think people do have to understand NASCAR, you do lean on other cars. You don't, you don't just give space because you can, you can door these cars. Especially in the last lap. And, oh yeah. And that's, that's part of racing. And you've got to understand that a guy's going to do that to you. And definitely on last laps, even in sim racing, I would freaking use as much of the track as I possibly could to keep the car behind me. Anyway, they're faster than me. I thought Kansas was a good race. Um, I, I've always loved Noah Gragson. Like, I collect his stuff. Uh, I also, I've talked some crap about Ross Chastain, but secretly, I, I, know, I know what to like and what not to like. I also collect his stuff. So this was kind of like a fun thing for me. Uh, also made me a little money because all of their stuff's worth more money now. <laughs> um... But I'm really sad I couldn't see Noah whop Ross Chastain because I think 
I think Noah would have whopped him. That's just my opinion. And I'm sad that he got held back. And the racing was the racing, but that's all I could focus on after after that was the fight. So anyway, that was my NASCAR take. Dave's NASCAR take. To go back to that, what you said, I think you've got to walk in that situation and you've got to throw the first punch. You don't, you don't give the other guy a chance to throw the first punch. You have to throw the first punch. He warned him. I mean, he, he says it blatantly. He now. did. Better quit. Better quit. He didn't quit. Yeah. Once you hear you better quit, you might as well just <laughs> yeah, go Yeah, you better. <laughs> Start waylaying. <laughs> it's over. It's going to happen now. I guess a lot of these guys haven't been in bar fights. I, the one thing I noticed, you know, I think Goodyear got the tires wrong or something. It just seemed like there was a lot of cell one car spins coming out of two. I, I feel the same way. At the same time, I, I kind of like it. Um, I've been wondering about the quality of driver that they've been bringing up on how much they have to drive due to the cars being a little easier to drive than the old ones. Uh, sorry, we always touch base on sim racing, but I mean, go get that Gen 4 car that iRacing just put out and go try to do the same things that you do in this car. It's a different ball game, and I think those drivers back then were a little bit... Uh, I don't want to say better at driving. Uh, they just had to be. You know, you had to learn how to, to wheel a loose car. Um, and I think that's been kind of... I don't think that's been an, a, a problem for the current drivers that we have out there, so it's good to see, for sure. I thought it was a little annoying, though, because it was just like, caution, one car spin. Caution, one car spin. Caution, one car spin. I was like, true. I'll get you that. Yeah. I'll give you that for sure. But, but I, I do agree... If it's maybe it's a skill level and they just don't know how to drive a loose car on a track like that. That's my personal take, but I know a lot of people are going to trash me for that. I don't care. That's what I think. Um, not that these guys can't drive. Uh, I'm not trying to say that. It's just I think the cars were built a little bit easier to drive and they probably just haven't been in certain situations that older drivers have been in due to the uh, ability of the car. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Levi says these drivers can't drive this car. Uh, ye, well, not this car, but a car, <laughs> some of them. I think I've touched base on this, how there's some names that have been around NASCAR for over a decade now, and I don't know how the heck they're still there. <laughs> yeah. That's for a whole other podcast, uh, right? That's for a whole other podcast, man. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, I'm kind of going away from the Kansas race. I did hear a little bit of snippet of... My, my, the Rocket Man may be coming back. Ryan Newman may be coming back under Rick Ware Racing um, for a limited schedule, which is kind of neat for the old fellas. We like to see the old guys come back and get another chance at it. So He can always qualify. Yeah. I always like it when they come back, though, and it's like they never left. It just seems like lately they all come back, and it's like, are they even yeah, in the race? They've missed a step. You can tell that they're coming back. <laughs> they they've missed something out there. You know, I remember watching the early two thousands and stuff. Like when after Bill Elliott retired, he'd come back for a limited schedule, and it's like he's running still in the top two. Mm -hmm. It's like he still got it. Yeah. Mark Mark Martin did but, pretty good too there towards the end. He never really fell yeah. off completely. Um, still had top tens and stuff. It still hurts me to this day he didn't get that 500 yeah, one. 
He was so close. He's doing really well, though. I'm watching him on Instagram. Man's building motorhomes and pulling Escalades behind him and all kinds of stuff. He's having a good time. Trust me, he's not hurting. Uh, I don't think any of those guys are, man. Uh, You're no. a retired NASCAR driver. A good one. Especially around like the late, like the late, uh, I guess all the way through the 90s and early 2000s. Your t-shirt sales alone <laughs> made it where you're doing pretty good. How tall was Mark Martin? He was yeah, short. Yeah, he was a little guy. He always remind me of my uncle. Was his name Mark? Was it no. Martin? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. But anyways, yeah. Um, uh, man. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about something else now? <laughs> We're going to move on from NASCAR for sure on that yeah. note. We want to we wanna hold F1 off for the final stint and talk about what we got coming up this month. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. We got a lot yeah. coming up. Um, oh, yeah. We've got, you know... We're about a month away from the 24 hours of Le Mans, which Dave's going to love. We got a NASCAR running in it, yeah. so that's going to always be yeah, interesting. So I love Jensen um, Button, though, so it's okay. Yeah. It's going to... Well, the last time NASCAR ran there, they only made it to the 11th hour. So we'll see if they can go longer than 11 hours in the race, which I, I think they can. I think the technology and engineering is there for that car to make it there. Agreed. Um. It's going to be interesting to see if anyone has anything for Toyota. Um, so far in all the WEC races, Toyota has dominated every single one of them. But, you know, this race means more. This is the Daytona 500 of endurance racing. This is the Indy 500 of endurance racing. This is the Monaco Grand Prix of endurance racing. So, you know... The pressure's on, you know, I think if we had to pick a car to win, it's going to be the Toyotas. But maybe my boys from Ganassi Cadillac can pull a miracle Man, off. it would be cool if they showed up and they were just even. I mean, even in like qualifying or something, you know what I mean? Like, it would be cool if they could just keep up, yeah, you know. Oh, it'd be exciting. I would love on the final, you know, the final hour to have six cars that are all in the same lap. Yeah. Entering the final hour. That will be cuz anything can happen. There's you still got one more pit stop to do. A caution can bring the whole field back together. You got some GT cars and, that are not feeling really well. They've been hurt, they've been banged yeah. up. They lose corners, they lose uh concentration. You've got a NASCAR out there that shouldn't even be out there. <laughs> Hopefully, in the last hour. <laughs> the NASCAR takes the overall victory. <laughs> all, all the LMDHs blow up and NASCAR wins I'll it. tell you right now, if NASCAR... Yeah, man. I hope NASCAR just comes out and makes a showing. I hope that it's a good enough showing. I, like I said before in an earlier podcast, if they can do all right with that Garage 56 thing, I think there'll be a couple of people that'll jump out and buy one or purchase one or, you know, however the loan program goes uh, through, you know, whoever's building these cars, you know, I, I think it was a Hendrick now that's back in this one. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I Hendrick. think there'll be a couple of more possibly, but it'd be really neat for someone to go to Hendrick and be like, hey, you know, give, give me one of those cars. 
whatever it costs, blah, 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 throw a team together, um, go over there and do some things. Maybe they'll start showing up in some you U.S. Think? series too, is what, you know, I'm kind of hoping that maybe, maybe they'll let them in in some capacity. If it goes well, do you think you see Joe Gibbs say, hey, Toyota, hey, let's do it too. See that? Yeah, you know? that's, well, yes, something like that could happen because Toyota having such a strong hold on the Endurance Series already. It almost, like you say, if a couple of Chevys start showing up, do two or three, even four different teams, I think Toyota almost has to, right? Like they, they cannot be shown up yeah. if they're winning the big, big one, but. I don't know. It's it's such a different thing, and we'll see if it actually. I think it's a test. I think I would hope. I'm not gonna say I think because I don't think so. But I'm hoping there's some people out there watching it. You know what I mean to see how it's gonna do, and go from there. Yeah. I would l- I would love to see Ford and Toyota and Chevy get together and say, hey, let's each put in a couple of cars, get our boys tail NASCAR to take a day off, and let's set and send our boys out there, and let's all go run this race, and we're racing each other. Yeah. I don't see it happening, but I think it'd be fun to see all, you know, and I'm not talking about, let's get, we get Jensen button. I'm talking about, let's get our Joey Logano's, our true X's and let's all go run these races in our stock car, you know, the mod, the modded stock car, but a stock car. Problem with that is, is like Lamar and all these big races that go on are really, really close to the season. Um, they're during the season for NASCAR. I know these guys can do it. I know there's people that are going to go do it, but um, it's just a, it's a tough one to get them to buy in on a new car like that, that they, you know, really hadn't been, you know what I mean? Like I say, I think they have to put it on track and see where it goes first. Um, untested yeah. car, trying to go out and do that kind of stuff. I'm just glad that the team that they got together seems like a pretty good team. It's actually a, fa- it's a bunch of fast guys. I mean, you're going to see what that car can do. It's not going to be, no offense, but Dave Levi and uh, you know Norman running around the mall. These, <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah, this. They, Come on, these guys. These guys know what they're doing for sure in a car. So hopefully, I've got two full twenty-four hour real races in my book. You know, it might have been lemons, but hey, I run at night. I can do this. There you go. See, I didn't know that. So you know, Norman. Norman, hopefully, put his name in the hat for next year. <laughs> got my vote. Uh, yeah, I'll vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but you know, enough about Lamont. We'll we'll really get into Lamont's um over this next month. I'll definitely be doing a lot of research. Um, I'll be doing um thinking about doing a watch party in the Discord too for the race. So, uh, I might not be there the whole time, but hopefully we can keep the Discord active during the whole race. Um, be doing some racing during the race too um we'll do some fun races during that but we're also in the month of may which means it's indy month of may we've got the indy grand prix and the indy 500 this month and pretty big month for indycar being in indianapolis for a whole month we got this weekend's indy grand prix um i think after last year and after seeing how strong he is, I I'm gonna go on a, I'm gonna go on this thin limb limb again and say I think our boy Romain has got to pull this one off. Right? How cool would that be? Yeah. He needs to. 
he was there last year in the Indy Grand Prix and qualified on pole and finished second like he did at Barber last week. He just, like we said last week in the podcast with Josh, dude, he just, no one, they don't want him to win this, a race because, but I, I think you've got to put your money on him. This, I think if you're Vegas, you got to say he's the, the leader of trying to win now. Um, and then the week next week we'll go into starting the Indy 500 practice. And then the weekend after that we have qualifying, um, which is always entertaining to watch throughout the weekend. And then for our U S listeners, Memorial weekend, um, we got Sunday at like 11 or 12, 15 Eastern time, the 500 starts. Yeah, exciting. I always love Indy Week. Um, the weeks leading up to it, I usually try to tune in as much as possible, even if it's at work on my second, third screen, whatever, um, when when available. But uh, yeah, it's just it's always exciting. They usually have a couple of guys that usually don't race to come over and try it out. But you know, I don't know. It just seems like we got more and more other racers that are Indy racers in Indy now. So it's just like that's happening anyways. So very exciting. Pato Awards currently. Favored to win the Indy 500. Just I don't, for your for your information. I know, and I, I, would, I don't think that's a shocker to me, anyways. I don't know about you guys. Elio is twenty eight to one, man. Still got I it. I might put a hundred bucks on that. He still got it. I would, I would say to one. Are you kidding me? For the fight, not the Indy Grand Prix, but for the Indy 500. After last year. Because you know they're going to bring the same cars back. I would have to say a Ganassi car. Like, yeah. Ganassi dominated the 500 last year. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping we could slice it up, spice it up, figure out yeah. something. If it, especially if they put right. somebody on Elio. I mean, oh man, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to 28 to 1? 100 bucks will win you almost $3,000. Boom. Me? That's Family's an investment right. anyone will take. Hey, I know. On Elio, come on. Podcast is a is we've we're golden for three years now. Yeah, we've been gone for a long time. They're giving time. Kyle Kirkwood better odds than Elio. That's pretty rough, dude. I got a bet on Elio. Come on, you spent a hundred dollars on worse. I promise you. Let's just <laughs> put it that way. Do you put the money down? I'll I'll be pulling for you. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna. I'm finna. Not right now, but I'm going to. <laughs> I'm gonna think about it more. But yeah, I like the bet. I would wait to make sure he qualifies. Yeah, he, that's my view. <laughs> that's probably why the odds are so good. Yeah. Because, now, Indy qualifying is is more confusing than a ton of 500 qualifying. So, um, you gotta. What, you got the last six that qualifies, and that's what sets the, what's the last three drivers in? Yeah. Uh, I always get confused about how it always goes. Um, so, no, I'm I'm extremely excited. Um, like I said, this week we start off with the Indy Grand Prix, the road course cars. We also have the Indy Next series running right before on Peacock. 
So go please check out that race and our boy Josh Green. Go Josh. Cheer go him Josh. on. Josh. Uh, so, and yeah, then we have, you know, the Coke 600 coming up Memorial weekend with Monaco. So that Memorial Sunday, you have Monaco Grand Prix to start the day off. Boom. Indy 500 and the Coke 600. Boom, boom. And the Indy 500 and Coke 600 are still too close to each other, right? To have the dual drivers? I think so. Um, you used to do it back in the day. Tony was really big on that. Tony Stewart. But um, yeah, I think it's I think it's too too close together. Yeah. But it, I always loved Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it was really amazing when they could do that stuff. Um yeah. I really wish it was still they, available. They pushed the Indy five hundred back. It used to start at like eleven fifteen Eastern. Now it's twelve fifteen. I think that's what throws everything off. And I used to really like the Indy 500 starting that early because you really, we hung it like an hour break between the Monaco Grand Prix and the Indy 500. So I'd start off my morning, get up, watch the race, the Monaco race. Then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to start cooking on the grill. I'm going to grab me a beer. And I come in and I watch the 500. And then really at the 500, I went out and like played on the water. I was like, I'll catch the end of the 600 when I get back in tonight. Yeah, it's like it's like World Race Day. <laughs> it should be a oh, holiday. It is weird, absolutely. But it is. We have Monday off from work. Yeah, and sticking with NASCAR schedule for just a second. I mean, the the month from here on out is pretty neat. If you're a true NASCAR fan, you got Darlington. They're going to be doing throwback paint jobs and stuff. And I've seen a couple of the little teasers, oh. and I love it. Uh, actually, Chase Elliott's going to be running an old Everham, uh, Bill Elliott, the old red car with the nine with little E hanging off the end of it. Anyways. I'm a paint guy, you know, I love them paint schemes. And then the all-star, you know, race is the 21st and then the 600 or 28th. Ascar's pretty loaded up, so that'll be kind of fun too. We're at North Wilkesboro, right? Yes, sir. That's what I thought. That's going to, that, I'm going to have to tune into that. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I hope it is. I hope they make it fun. But I wish they'd bring The Rock back, but that's just me. Yeah. I love The Rock. I really liked him in Jumanji. <laughs> I also thought Jumanji 2 was pretty good. Uh, I thought Jumanji 2 was trash, but anyways. Another podcast. I'm I'm not a NASCAR fan, <laughs> as you can see. What is the rock for those non-NASCAR Rockingham. fans? Rockingham. It was uh it was a old ra- it was a, one of the old uh racetracks that they keep bringing all these new ones and I told you we got all these old ones, why don't we just bring the old ones back? Yeah, that was one of them. It was a it was a real tough uh track there they don't they don't they don't race there in any series do they now i think some like really small series yeah. still race there yeah so it's like a mile long course but it's only two lanes wide and it's kind of like in this like weird funky tribal shape and it's fast because it's got some high banking on it but you're it's like darlington you're gonna put it in the wall there's nothing you can do about it. Um, well, I think let's move on to uh, Formula One. Formula One, baby. You know how it goes. <laughs> Sorry, the words of Antonio since so, he's not here. Formula One, baby. I can't do a good. Formula I can't one, do a good Antonio. Baby, you just gotta so, add an A at the very end. Formula a? One, baby. A. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so messed up. You can't even. We just need. A, we just need a little Cool J to introduce it. Uh. So, 
I'll be honest yeah. with you. I wasn't really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was it was a cringe fest. The whole weekend was a cringe yeah. fest. The whole thing. I was know like, it. What is Vegas gonna be like? I don't know. I mean, okay, so the track itself, I mean, we got through all the gimmicks last year with the no water, but there's boats down in the you know we had water this year. Was <laughs> there was <laughs> Woohoo? <laughs> Um, but you know, just, just a pre-race, I guess I missed it, I guess. I don't know. I tuned in right when the race started or. Oh, well then you missed it. I did it. miss it. I've heard that I missed it. I would rather almost, unless y'all want to touch on it. I don't think there's anything to touch on. Go ahead. I wanted to cover myself with a pillow. I missed the pre-race, but on our coverage, it was, I, normally they have like a area cut out on your guide to tell you that this is the pre-race there was none of that so i thought it was like an extra long pre-race i'm glad i flipped over i thought i was flipping over 30 minutes late for the pre-race no i was on formation lap i was like oh perfect yeah 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 like like dave said pretty cringy and then you know skip to the end of the race they bring the three guys that win the race they have to go like under a tunnel and like through the through the whole Hard Rock Stadium to the other side so that they could do the celebration. I don't... What? Why? <laughs> I turned it off after I watched everyone cross the finish line. I was like, okay, good, good race. Goodbye. Yeah, like I just don't... Anyways. So if, if we want to touch on the racing itself and the race itself, um, I mean... Well, we're stopping, ended up night due to some crazy qualifying stuff that went on there. Um, but he had no trouble. I mean, coming through, it, it, it blew my mind yet again how fast that car is with DRS open when the Haas and the Ferrari were in front of him and he just literally took them both like they were standing, literally standing still. Hey, I want to say the ball's on Magnuson to keep sending it in there, though. No, don't get me wrong. That was, I put some race notes together and one of them says, you know, it's crazy how hard it was for the Ferrari to get around the Haas and how hard they fought back. The improvements that they've made to that car, if they can continue doing that. I've heard that they've got a real good influx of money right now for that money. Was it MoneyGram uh, sponsorship? Yes. That that influx of money is really putting them in the top tier of money. Now, do they have the people in the garage to get the job done? We don't know because if, if this is true, this is the first time they've had enough cash flow to keep up. I'm hoping that what we saw is something because you got, I mean, K-Mag came home with a point. Unfortunately, they didn't have like long, long race uh, speed. I, I think the car when they, at the first of the race was like a seventh place car. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't work out for them for whatever reason. And, uh, but they're showing, they're showing some spunk, right? I think they have a driver lineup that can put it together. If they can put some money into the car and actually try to start getting competitive, I think your drivers can can grab a place or two with that car. They can overdrive that car to get another place or two. Now that is me being a homer. Man, true story. Yeah. So But I, I don't think the driver lineups anywhere near the top half, I don't think, of this year. I, I I don't know. K Mag never really did get me excited that much. I think they they fixed his car up a lot and kind of left Mick in the dust. Um, 
in my mind real quick, it's hard to lose a Schumacher or fire a Schumacher. He has to do pretty bad. So you can make that happen through car development and then let him roll on down the road. Um, Hulkenberg, I liked him back in the day. I think he's a cool guy. He's a good enough for the seat. Those two drivers are great for Haas right now. I'll say that. For the next year or so, it would be great, maybe even next year. Um, but they, they're going to have to, if they can keep up there in the top 10, top 7 to 10, if they can start punching out numbers like that, then maybe they can bring in some talent. They um, have experience on their driver lineup, and that's what they need. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're telling them what the car is doing and what ain't doing. They've, they've seen enough from different cars yeah. and different teams that they should be able to do really well at that. And I think that's where they get it. That's when they get up against these battles with, like, the Yukis and the the Norris's and stuff. These guys know how to drive these F1 cars. They've been there long enough that if you give them a car that is a little bit less or equal to these guys, I think they can do it. Now, Norris, maybe not. He's a hell of a driver. I think he he's getting much more out of that car than what that car actually is able to give. Yeah. Yeah, that car is toast. McLaren is headed in the wrong direction. I think this is they've been in the last four for a lot of races now. It's not it's not it, it just they're just constantly fighting an uphill battle. I don't know. I think it's I used to think it was great management. I used to talk up the management there. Of course, you know, I'm a homer against McLaren because, you know, <laughs> you know, the boy Ricardo and all that situation, but I think there's something else going on. They're just not getting it done, um, and they seem to have a car. It's not like it's missing side pods or anything, I guess what I'm trying to say, you know. Um, disappointments from there, of course, Logan. I mean, we'll, we oh. all want to see him do a little better. Yeah. Um, Albon put it 14th finishing position. He was fighting some guys off and on all day. Logan, you know, just, it is what it is. Uh, afraid that maybe he's not the great American hopes that we are. <laughs> Thinking, of course, Zena Williams, but you know, you got a teammate who's got the same car and he's doing better than, you know, yeah, there's something going on there. And I don't Piastri. think that's a, I don't think that's a rookie track. Look at the last three guys on the, who finished the last three. All True rookies. that. True I that. Think the, that the, shows you this, yeah. a, a, it could be a track issue with those rookies. The bad thing is, I was getting ready to go to my next point was that those three guys are, been kind of lackluster this season. I know that they are rookies, yeah. uh, but we've seen rookies do a lot better than DeVries, Piastri, and Sargent, what they've shown us so far. Um, cars are still new, second year, right? So maybe they're just getting coming to grips for it. They've never raced anything like this. So um, we'll have to see. I mean, only time will tell on that. Uh, of course, yeah. out of the rest of the people that's there, Lando, I mean, they've got to do something with McLaren. I think he's a better driver than what he's showing in the car, and they've got to do better. Um, drives of the day, I don't know, man. Might give it to Russell. That dude looks strong for that Mercedes car. Um, for me personally, drive of the day, of course, you know, for stopping hands down, right? It's almost like these every everything we give out now is like minus Red Bull. George Russell had the drive of the day for me because he really looked strong. Of course, Alonzo, I mean, right? One, two, Red Bull, third place, Alonzo. How many more times do you think we'll see that? God, man. I think I think that's gonna keep up all season. I think we may see Mercedes take one or two, but I we can't we can't get too excited about anything yet, man. Like it, I, I'm also really impressed about Russell just outclassing Lewis this year. He truly has just outclassed Lewis. Yeah, and there's been plenty of people that said that Lewis has never had two 
drive a car, so to speak, um, in a long time. He's had a really good car that, I mean, they showed it when they put Russell in there and he almost won a race a couple of times uh, before they switched to these cars. He's coming to grips with the car and he don't really like it. There's some also some stuff going on outside uh, racing that he's not dealing with. I think they're trying to make an F1 movie, I've heard, and he's had a, he has a big, big, big deal to do with that. Uh, also, you know, there's contract talks, retirement talks, all that stuff started to stack up. Maybe that's in his head a little bit. I would think that he's probably better than that, but who knows? Yes. Um, on that movie, Brad Pitt will be driving in Silverstone. That's pretty cool. I mean, did y'all see that Colton Herta tweeted? Like, uh, oh, Brad Pitt got his super license before I did. Cool. <laughs> Shots fired. I love it. Uh, but going back it. to like disappointing performances, I think we need to talk about Lance Stroll. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. When we got to, you can't not talk about it. When you, when your boy, you know, your teammates in third, you should at least get some points. Yeah. I mean, I got- he finished 12th, not just 11th, 12th. Sonoda was right in front of him. And he wasn't, like, I don't, yes, I'll be honest, guys, I fell asleep during part of this race, um, long weekend, was at a wedding all weekend. I didn't hear them talk about him at all. Like, not yes. even, like, put the camera on the guy. There was a couple times that they did, but it it wasn't really, I mean, yeah, I like I, like I said, it's just a simple fact that your teammate's Alonso, your dad owns a team, you know they're giving him equal equipment. There's some of these teams that you wonder, is this guy getting the shaft? Is this guy actually getting what he should get? This team, you know, pretty much they want Alonzo to do well because he's getting the best you can get besides a Red Bull right now. You know that they're giving his son just a good equipment and it's not working out. And I think last week I jinxed him because I'm pretty sure that I told him that he would be in the points this week and told him he did a great job at the last race. So that's my fault, Lance. I will never do that again. (laughs) I will never give you the props of points on my team, but, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry, but Ferrari, uh, how, how many times are we going to talk about this? That Ferrari has the speed. They, they're actually, I think faster than like Mercedes, but they just can't get it done in the race again. No, that, that was a disappointment for that race for them. I did, I didn't see anything that impressed me with them this race. Like, it just looked like they just got everything wrong this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, this week, uh, you know, there's always something that this, it's a, it's a debacle. It was how much money they have and how they can't get anything done. It didn't look like it was strategy or driving. It just, the cars looked awful. Like, yeah. Like they showed up with an F2 car and everyone else had an F3, F1 car. Yeah. Uh, well, and then they, you know, I mean, that's the bad thing. I, they're right at that cusp, but they were talking trash on them and they got fifth and seventh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but they need, I feel like they need to be right up there with Alonzo. Um, Mercedes, I feel like they've made a step somewhere and they've surpassed them in performance, race performance. And I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really think yeah. that they had a better car at the first of the season and they're just getting blown away. I want, we're the further we go. We're five races into this season. What happened to Alfa Romeo? I don't know. And it feels like no one cares. I don't know. I'm sure their drivers care. Don't get me wrong. That that was kind of a bad statement. But 
like F1 as a whole, no one's talking about it. Um, I mean, the guys look fine when they get out of the car. And like you said, they had decent speed. They were top mid, you know, mid the mid pack there. Well, Botas was challenging Mercedes last year. Uh-huh. And now it's just like, uh, no, it's like someone put a parachute behind their car now. Yeah. I, and then moving over to the Alpines, they actually, Pierre Gasly, Ocon, 8-9. I think that's a great day for them. I think they go home, they probably learn some stuff, uh, keep working on the car. I mean, if you look at it, it's it's Red Bull, Red Bull, the one Alonzo, the Mercedes, Ferrari, Mercedes, you know, Ferrari, and then them too. I think that's a good place for them. I think that's where they've, Every week they should be there. Uh, they've got the Alphataris. You got Sonoda right outside the points and, and DeVries, dead last of the runners that were still going. Don't know what's... I, I don't think that driver lineup's good. Yeah. I think looking at the first five races, F1, and this is going to this is, this is step on some toes, F1 needs Andretti and Cadillac right now. They need something. Um, it's just too, too still too, right. Like, don't get yeah, me wrong. Stagnant. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna tune in to the race next. You know, what are we going? I'm gonna turn in to the. I'm not even gonna try to Dino pronounce Ferrari. it. Yeah, the Ferrari race. <laughs> the Ferrari race. In Italy, but it's, I just feel like it, we are getting to that stagnant, like, we were all hoping coming in, I think the racing was better at the end of the last generation car than it is in this car. I'm hoping it gets better with this season with time. I'm hoping that some of these, I mean, we've already seen that some of these guys are, the cream dries at the top with the upgrades, so to speak. Um, Mercedes is, is leaps and bounds. They're doing really well, but they should be already up there at the first of the season. So that's kind of still a question, but um, Haas, right? They're showing performance. They're showing that they can fight. Um, but is Ferrari going to limit least, them? I hope not. Um, I would hope that they like to see what they're seeing. I think that they, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Ferrari, I want to fix my car where I'm racing for at least a podium. And then I want Haas to be right behind me. Right. I, I don't know. I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, but, if correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, then Haas? You would think, but maybe things have changed. Yeah. I mean, money talks. And like I said, I, I've heard, a couple of different websites and, and articles <clears throat> saying that Money Graham's pumping some money into this team. And right I now. do know that I know Haas themselves. Alfa Romeo might be the same. Haas builds their own chassis, so they have their own like all they get from Ferrari is the engine. But they yeah, probably get and, a turned down version of the Ferrari engine. Yeah, I think this car is a lot aero. Um, I mean, like I said, yet again, I keep going back, going back, going back. But, Mercedes with the no side pods and having so many issues and stuff. I think it's a very aero car right now, especially. So the engine tuned down a little bit. Of course, straightaway speed, as we see in the Red Bull, big difference. But I think you could you could be okay with a couple less horsepower if you can build a better car right now. Yeah, I yeah I do agree. I think this is aero based, and that's for our Mercedes last 
in the turbo era, that's what they did. They built the hell of an engine and then worked on arrow. Yeah. Um, and I, when you think of Red Bull, I don't think engines, I think of aerodynamics and chassis and, and I think that's what shows on the DRS is that's why they're so much faster than everyone. Yeah, and touching on the Red Bulls, I mean, come on, we got to talk to them about it a little bit. They did dominate the race uh, yet again. Um, yeah, that was crazy. I think, I don't Not know. crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that, but I don't know if it would have switched. If Perez was in ninth, you know, could he have made it up as quick as he could? Yeah, but would he have caught and made up time and this and that like Verstappen did? I don't know. It really stunk for Perez to be out there and have to come in for the tires and do the, because, you know, he went with the mediums or whatever. So he couldn't go as long and he had to come in, which let Max, you know, take the lead. They, they did, you know, when he came back in though, I'm glad they raced clean and I'm glad they let them race. Um, that, that pass was not sketchy by any means, but it makes you a little nervous. I'm sure the Red Bull camp, but, uh, they put, they both played by the rules after the race. I'm always real big on watching them, seeing how they're, you know, reacting with each other. I don't think there was any hard feelings there. Uh, I think Perez knew that he was just faster that day and he had the tires at the time. In fact, he said something about that in his post-race interview. He said, you know, hey, he had the tires. He had the car. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, yet again, exciting if you're a race fan. It was a decent weekend. But for F1, like you said, we've got to, it's five races in, man. We've got to see something else by race 10 or this is going to be a really, really boring season. Going back to Max and Perez, and y'all tell me if I feel if y'all feel like I'm digging deep. I always feel You're digging deep. <laughs> I feel like Red Bull after um, Baku was like these guys, these engineers. They know numbers. They know tire data. They can get enough. Definitely with three practices. I think they knew they put Max on the best strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think, and that's kind of unfair. Like we talked about it a little bit last week. I think it's kind of unfair. Perez did what he had to do. And then you take the win from him because you won't put him on the ultimate strategy. Yeah, it's really hard because correct me if I'm wrong, but, uh, it was Sergio Perez starting the race on yellows, max on hards. Is that correct? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that is correct. And so he could go longer. I, I, I think the Perez on, on, on mediums, I think you have to do. He's in first place. It's really hard to not start a guy on some decent tires when you're in first. I don't think you can just say, you know, hey, we're good enough. I can start on hards. I think they could have and still done what they did, but it's a real big gamble up front. You want to make sure you get that clean air. Max started on hards was almost a roll of the dice. Usually if a guy's going to place ninth, you would want him on a softer tire to try to move up the field. And then once he gets up the field, we'll see where we're at and go from there. I think that's usually the natural order of things. I think they really showed their hand when they put him on hards. It doesn't seem like that big of a decision, but it really, really was. I mean, you want to give him enough to dice around, but I think they said, like, you're bringing to the point. I think they were like, look, he's going to go the whole way. Let's get Perez out, clean air, make everybody pace him. Max will catch him. Things will swap around. We'll go from there. I really think they thought he was going to clear a whole pit stop while he was on the on the hards, and that way he could come in, and come back out, and be clean of Perez. But uh, is it? It still still ended up that way. So, 
talking about like the tires, is it just me or does it feel like the tires in the past two years have been kind of blah? It's like, you know, which tire, like there's one tire that you just don't run at all. Yeah. And it's crazy that the soft is just, the red's not being used. Like it's, it's this F1. Usually somebody will roll the dice for some speed and use it, but it's almost useless unless you're doing a one or two lap quality. And then the, the hard, literally, if they didn't make you pit, you wouldn't have to. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the F3 tire in iRacing. <laughs> it just goes, it goes, it goes. Yeah. Dude, that hard, the, the hard tires is insanely durable. It's not the first time we've seen and it it's, this season. And it's, not uh, no. only is it durable, it has speed. Yeah. Right. Used to, that was the, that was the, what you rolled the dice because you were going to be a couple thousands, couple hundreds, couple tenths, whatever the case may be, slower on the white, you know, the hard, but you took that gamble because of the pit stop strategy, you know, you're losing 20 something seconds in the pit lane. It's not like that anymore. You're right. It's, it's almost as fast as the, the yellow. Um, and people are running. What I've noticed is some people come out of the pits mid race when the gas goes away and they'll run the fastest lap on a hard tire. That should never be the case. Do you think that Pirelli's bringing the wrong compounds? Do you think they should step all their compounds down one notch? Do you, do you know how many times we've been asking that <laughs> over the years, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> now they're too durable, right? You used to be gripe because they blistered too much. Now we're graphics because they're too durable. Well, I, I don't know. It might be a little old school of me. I want to go back to the ultra saw, the saw, you know. So we know. I never like. Yeah, I never liked that 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 deal. We're still I running was never them. A fan of that. We're still running them. They just yeah. It's just whatever three compounds they are. It's soft, medium, and hard. True, true. And story. so now they we don't know what of, compound yeah. they actually are. You can't go back and be like, I can go dig it up, but I could not, used to be able to just go back and be like, oh, they ran the ultra soft here. This year they're they're only running the super soft. You know, so we yeah. bumped our compound back one notch. True story. At least you could see apples to apples, right? What they're doing. I get yeah. you. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. You know, but I get it's easier on the new fan and understanding what tire they're using because they're not digging into the compounds, which I don't dig into them. It's if it was easier to trace, I would trace it. Yeah, we've got a couple of week break. Um, for the next race there. And like you said, I'm not even going to try to butcher that name. If uh, Dave wants to give it a shot, he sure can there. Isn't it the... Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the... Uh, Emilio... I, uh, uh, um, I can do it. He can do this. Uh, it's the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. The Italian F1 race at Imola. Yeah. Um... Imola. Mamma mia. I give myself a seven out of ten. Uh, seven and a half. Um, yeah, and we go so nice. short. We go back to back. We go to Italy and then we go on to Monaco, which hey, it's not like going from Baku to America. Yeah, true story. Uh, we just gotta true run story. up the peninsula, the boot of Italy, and we can be in Monaco. Well, I'm gonna manicure. Gonna tell you one little tidbit that happened after the race. Apparently, Perez didn't show up for the pre-race quick enough or something. Um, he's gonna get penalized uh, for his uh, 
tardiness to the pre-race ceremonies. Honestly, he's not going to get penalized. So you have to get five of these for it to even matter, and then you get a 10 grid place <laughs> on the next race. So, what? in other words, he, yeah, he didn't get anything. Why is there a rule? So you can show up. I don't know. You can show up. But, it, yeah, it sounds like he knew what was going to go on. He was like, nah, I'll just hang back here for a little bit. Wait. You're not going to show up on time. For, that means this is too much a spectacle than it is racing. Oh, they've all said that. Everybody was pretty banged up about it. Uh, they didn't didn't like it too much. I don't I don't know of anybody. Uh, the only one that said anything that wasn't negative that I seen was Alonzo, and Alonzo said, kind of, um, I don't verbatim, but um, I don't know exactly what he said, but he said something along the lines of. If you're going to do it for Miami, you're going to do it for USA, you've got to do it for every race. You can't be just special to this one race and do something completely different like that. So, I'm hoping that's not the case. Nah, that just gets annoying because it's like, you guys are race car drivers. Find him, don't give him a grid penalty. Yeah, well, he's got to do it five times, so... I don't think it's ever been actually exercised. So that shouldn't be a problem. I did find out. I forgot where I heard this. Red Bull is allowed to go out to the fence. They can't climb the fence. And the ruling on how you don't, how you know they're climbing the fence is if both feet come off the ground. So they can go to a fence. But they can't leave the ground with two yes, feet. Yes, they can only leave the ground. One foot has to stay on the ground at all times. What if he's on somebody else's shoulders and that guy's feet are on the ground? Whoa. I mean, Your technically, feet are that off guy's the feet. Ground, but you didn't climb you're the fence. You're actually connected though. to. Yeah, you didn't climb the fence. You're just standing there on somebody else's shoulder. I don't know. We'll have to <laughs> see how they figure this out. We'll see. <laughs> uh, It'll be interesting. But yeah, it looks like, uh, I mean, as far as I know, that's all we need to touch on. Lap uh, 15 in the books a little bit. Um, in the books. Yeah, don't forget, Mother's Day, Sunday, people. Say hi to your moms for me. Hug your wife if you're a dad. Yeah, for sure. Um, on top of that, it, uh, Bennett in it, win it. Uh, we'll be up again next week. Uh, we'll get our boy Antonio back. Hopefully, we'll get a uh, update on his race and how what weekend he had. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. That'll be pretty, pretty lit. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he does well. Um, besides that, I think it will. Yeah, they're fixing yeah. their brake I mean, issue. He's an up and coming racer, Antonio. Fixing a brake issue. We did get some updates on that. We can ask him about that. I'll make sure. Hold on, let me put that in my notes real quick. Yeah, yeah. And and the Canada sucks. Put that in my notes too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Sorry, eh? <laughs> Glad you took that note. Thank you. Sorry, eh? Cindy some maple syrup. <laughs> Love you, Antonio. Thank you for not being here. Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah see y'all next boy. week, man. Can't oh, wait. yeah. Lap 15 in a book. Look at some good. Yeah, month of May, man. We're excited. Yeah, it's going to be good. Don't get the DoorDash tonight. Normally, you ate yet? I had a cup of soup and I have tons of leftovers in the fridge and it's not filling them, so I might like eat a hot pocket or something. Maybe some ramen noodles. Hot pocket. I don't know.